Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday, the 6th of May. My name is Sam Kozlowski and helping me make sense of today's news is Zara Seidler. Making news today. UN condemns Colombia violence. Trump launches a new blog. Some good news about ocean conservation. And a look at the stock market. Here's today's Daily Digest. The United Nations has condemned the violent repression of protesters in Colombia after 18 people were reported dead, 800 injured and 87 people reported missing. A human rights spokesperson said, We are deeply alarmed at developments in Cali overnight, where police opened fire on demonstrators and a number of people were killed and injured. The protests were triggered by an unpopular tax reform that would have increased taxes on individuals and businesses amid the COVID-19 pandemic been a while since we've spoken about him, but former US President Donald Trump has launched a blog-style website after being banned from Facebook and Twitter. One of the posts that we saw read, so nice to see Rhino, so that's Republican in name only, Mitt Romney booed off the stage at the Utah Republican State Convention. A few hours later, he appeared in an interview with conservative activist and radio host Candace Owens, where he hinted at a potential election bid in 2024, saying, The answer is, I'm absolutely enthused. I look forward to doing an announcement at the right time. The federal government will deliver on a key recommendation made in the Royal Commission into National Natural Disaster Arrangements by investing $600 million into a new national agency. The National Recovery and Resilience Agency will receive the investment in the budget next week with hopes to assist communities in responding to natural disasters and improve resilience in the face of climate change. To the good news, the federal government has announced an $100 million initiative for ocean conservation. PM Scott Morrison said, and I quote, this investment will boost the seagrass and mangroves that will help cut emissions. It'll mean cleaner beaches, better protection for turtles and seabirds and help for coastal and indigenous communities reliant on the ocean. A couple of weeks ago on our Instagram page, The Daily Oz, we put up a poll that asked whether our audience wanted market updates every day. And the answers to that was a resounding yes, but we also got a lot of responses from people saying that they just wanted a bit more of a foundation of knowledge about what the stock market actually is before they were going to be able to access those market updates. So today we wanted to take you through what the stock market actually is and why it matters to you. Before we get going, let's clear up a little bit of confusion. The share market and the stock market are actually the same thing. So forgive me if I use the terms interchangeably in this chat. In Australia, we tend to use share market and in the US, you'll hear stock market a lot more. So let's start at the very basics. What is a share? You talk about it all day, every day. It's your favorite thing to discuss. What is a share? A share is basically a single unit of ownership in a company. So if you own one share in Tesla, you actually own one portion of Tesla. That single share unit has a value depending on the company's value and success. The more successful the company and that's often indicated by revenue, the higher the price of your share will be. So if a share is a single portion of a company, is the share market then where one can go and buy and sell shares? Exactly. It's the share exchange. In Australia, the primary place we sell and buy shares is the Australian Securities Exchange or the ASX. The stock market is not one specific website someone can go to. It's not found on an app on a phone. It's not a physical space. It's the term we give the framework that shares a bought and sold. The market isn't open like the foreign exchange market all the time. The ASX is open Monday to Friday, 10 to 4. Outside of these times, you can't trade your stocks. 
So hypothetically, and I know that this would never happen, but if, say, the government put out a really late night press release that they were shutting down all mines in the country, what would happen to the shares of a major mining company? And does that mean that if it was after the times you just said, you wouldn't be able to buy or sell stocks in that company? So we'd get a good idea of what was going to happen before the 10am open with a sort of indicative price of a pre-open range. It'll be an indication of how much demand there is for people who want to buy the stocks or who want to sell the stocks. But nothing can actually happen until that 10am mark where the mining stocks would open at, you'd presume, a much lower price than they were the previous day because suddenly their market opportunity would have been restricted greatly. That leads us into thinking about why the price of shares change. I think it's really important to think about the answer to that in two ways. One is market-wide trends and two is company-specific trends. So a market-wide trend would be something like a pandemic or government announcement that affects all the stocks. It affects how investors are feeling about the future. We see major crashes in the stock market after a terror attack, after a natural disaster, because it really impacts the way that people perceive their own wealth. On a more company-specific level, this is things like a company announcement about a new market they're entering into, a new product, perhaps if they're a medical company and they do some testing, the results of those tests. And that's information that actually has to be reported to the market. The companies don't have a choice. As part of their obligations of being publicly listed, so the ability for people to buy and sell, they have to tell the market when big stuff happens. So I hear a lot of people in my life talking about shares and talking about wanting to invest in shares and buy and trade and all of this stuff. And it can get a bit overwhelming for someone that is not in that world. So can you just explain really clearly and really simply why people invest in shares and in companies? There's a phrase that financial advisors often use of making your money work for you. So at the moment in Australia, we have very low interest rates, which means that the money that's sitting in your bank account isn't actually maturing into a greater amount at a very fast rate. Instead, people are looking to use the money that they've earned from their jobs and make that money grow so that they can use a lot more of it later to buy really big life assets like a home. By investing in companies that we all think has major growth potential, the aim is that your money will work for you while you're sleeping, while you're working, and while you're eating. That's ultimately why people invest in stocks, is to grow their net wealth over a period of time. Of course, there's huge risks with that. Nothing is guaranteed, and even experts get it wrong. But what I think is really important is financial literacy and education. It's understanding how this all works so that you don't feel like people are moving on around you. You're actually feeling like you're in control of your financial decisions and investing in our future. The things we've talked about on this podcast is for general information only. It shouldn't be taken as investing professional advice. That is all we have time for today. But in the meantime, follow the day's news on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 100,000 Australians get their news throughout the day and we'd love you to become part of the community. 